Hey Geeks and Geekettes, this is Lysmith. And I'm Retnax5, and you're listening to the Geekin' Podcast. Welcome to Geekin' on Thor's Sex Change and Archie's Gay Agenda. Or Thor's Don't Cry and Brokeback Andrews, recorded live on July 15th, 2014. We made it through the introduction! Hey! That was our third attempt, and we finally got through. Oh my, oh my. A lot happened today that just about broke the internet. You would have thought oh. it was uh, Ben Affleck being cast as Batman again. Some, sometimes I am your typical geek and I overreact to stuff. And then sometimes I sit back and I look at everybody and I'm like, what is going on here? This is like really nuts. <laughs> well, I, it all started, well, let's keep it relatively recent. It all started, was it uh, yesterday? That the news broke that there was going to be some sort of a comic Marvel-related announcement on The View. I think that's when I first heard about it. Um, and people began sort of deciphering it with a sense of uh, what the heck is it doing on The View? Because right. it's not exactly a bastion of comic book information coming from The View. Uh, but then there was a lot of talk, well, The View is on ABC, ABC is owned by Disney, Marvel is also owned by Disney, and everybody loves the almighty synergy of, uh, you know, corporations trying to get information out there. And then there was a, an image of a lightning strike on the Twitter announcement to watch The View tomorrow, which had people thinking Thor. And I thought it was going to be an announcement of Thor 3. I'd actually heard rumors that it was going to be an Angela solo series from Guardians of the Galaxy, which kind of had me excited. Oh, well, anything Guardians of the Galaxy has you excited. Exactly. So would this have been a TV series? Uh, the rumor was it's a mini, mini-series, uh, comic book mini-series. Oh, okay. But we were all wrong. Yep. The View announced that there's going to be a new Thor series. Mm-hmm. Comic book series, uh, by the way. Comic book series. Uh, uh, an ongoing. That may have been the first surprise for me was that they actually announced that they were covering the announcement of a comic book series, not a TV series, not a movie, but an actual comic book. That just seems weird to me that the view is covering comic book news. Sorry, I digress. It was just the first part of this altogether weird story. That was the first crumb of weirdness that struck me. It is very odd. Uh, it, it makes a little sense once you get into the meat of the story. Uh, apparently, this new Thor or lack of meat in the story. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Oh. Apparently, this new series is going to feature Thor, but not the Thor like you think of him. Uh, Thor, according to the View, is no longer worthy to wield his hammer. And so, <laughs> so they're taking his hammer away, metaphorically That's... and literally. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if they're ending Thor, God of Thunder, or not. Nope. But he, I hope not. It's great. Uh, but they, uh, he's apparently going on a, a solo trip, and Thor will now be head up by a woman. And you are just tossing out so many straight lines. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she gets the hammer. <laughs> I'm such a 12 year old boy. 
And uh, she will be going by Thor. This isn't Lady Thor. This is not Thor Rietta. This is not Thor Sue. This is Thor. <laughs> because for those of us who are not huge Thor fans, Thor is not necessarily um, the son of Odin. Thor is whomever wields the hammer, correct? Correct. So it's whoever... uh, no, it made a little... Go ahead. It made a little more sense back in the day when he had an alter ego, and it was Donald Blake who turned into Thor. Mm -hmm. And so then you could have anybody pick up the hammer and turn into a version of Thor. Uh, But lately that's not – I mean they're kind of the same person now. So They've delved very heavily uh, into the mythology, into the Norse mythology element. Right. So I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. Apparently she'll have all the powers of Thor. It's supposed to be someone. They aren't, aren't saying who. But it's supposed to be someone who Thor has saved, and so she has followed him to Earth and is uh, made herself kind of look like him and taken up his hammer in his in his place. So in the comic book universe, this is hero heroism. Uh, in reality, this would be stalking, I believe. Right, right, right. Just following somebody around, getting plastic surgery to look like them, and uh, dressing like them next to be sleeping in their bed. It's yeah, this this is a lifetime channel movie waiting to happen. That's so true. She's probably gonna get all his friends and And unfriend them on Facebook and say bad things about him <laughs> behind his back. <laughs> Needless to say, so... the internet went apeshit crazy. Oh, just guano. This is I mean <laughs> <laughs> And, and as a Thor fan, somebody's read Thor for years since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's it's baffling to me that people are going to go a female Thor. That's outrageous. What, what are you thinking? This is just crazy. Let, let's look at. It. Uh, there's Beta Ray Bill, so Alien Thor, mm-hmm. totally cool. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Frog Thor. <laughs> Nobody has a problem with Frog Thor. Uh, Wonder Woman has held the hammer. Storm has held the hammer. Uh, wait, wait in, Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah, in uh, the big DC versus Marvel oh, crossover, the Amalgam Universe or whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. well, b- before they made that, when the, in the series where they were fighting each other, uh, Wonder Woman picked up Thor's hammer and was going to fight Storm with it, and then decided not to. That that wouldn't be fair, so she put it down. Um, and then in Earth X, they actually changed Thor into a Loki changed Thor into a woman. Mm-hmm. So now for everybody to, to see a female Thor, now everybody's going to go nuts. And it's not even like they're retconning Thor and, and it's he, he's now a girl. This is a whole other character who's going to go by his name. So I really don't see the anger here. I think – I have to ask you a question. You've been a bit more plugged into the internet response. You're sort of the social media half of Geek and – well, actually, you're like 98% of Geek and I'm just 2%. But you're way far more involved in the social media aspect. This response of Thor can't be a girl, I would expect that to be the the civilian viewpoint, so to speak. The people who only know Thor from the movie and maybe from the cartoons and things like that. Are you telling me this response is coming from the hardcore comic book readers who know that Thor has like Frog Thor and, and, and Alien Thor? That I mean, the idea of Frog Thor and Alien Thor would be, I think, very unusual to the people who just love, uh, you know, Hemsworth's abs and are a fan <laughs> through the through the movies. Um, but are you saying this response is coming from like real geeks who should know better? 
Yes, you're also getting it from from the uh, outsider civilians. Uh, absolutely, the the same people who think a talking raccoon is lame. Uh, you're getting a female Thor. That's just that's just stupid. First of all, anybody who thinks a talking raccoon is lame, it doesn't matter if they're a comic book fan or not. They should just be shot because there's nothing cooler than the idea of a talking raccoon. That's true. That's true. Except for maybe apes riding horses. That was pretty cool this weekend too. <laughs> Uh, talking animals in general, I think, are pretty awesome. Um, you know my feeling about monkeys. You know, that's very a talking true. Talking monkey out there. I mean, except for the Planet, doing Planet of the Apes movies, I can't watch them. They're too depressing for me. I've getting story. That is a whole other podcast because uh, <laughs> I've getting mixed reviews on that too. People either love it or hate it. So. Uh, but you are getting hardcore geeks that are saying this is really dumb. I, I think it's the the fringe element that is still uh, anti-fangirl. Mm-hmm. And I think with – I mean, how can I put this and make sense? There's been a, a uprising of, of more feminist voices in the community. Mm, certainly in the last six months. And so you're getting all of this um, – where, where people are calling each other out over stuff mm-hmm. a lot more. When, when, you, when you say something that is just wrong, that, that shouldn't come out of your mouth, people are calling you on it more and more, especially in social media where they can hide behind a, a, a screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you're getting those people that are getting called out where, where they see stuff like this that is obviously uh, – um, and rightfully so, catering to some of those feminist voices mm-hmm. and, and trying to bring uh, a stronger voice to them and women in the comic books and stuff. They see that, and so they're lashing out in retaliation and, and trying to keep that kind of thing down. I think we should get into a little bit of our responses to this. I'm judging from your comments so far that you really – other than – not wanting to lose what's been an excellent comic book that Jason Aaron has been writing with Thor God of Thunder, it seems like you really don't have a problem with this. I mean, you want, you're hoping that Thor, this, the, I mean, you and I both agree this comic has been some of the best Thor that's been put out there. Oh, and yeah. You want it to continue. But aside from that, it seems to me that you don't seem to have a problem with this. You're just sort of like, hmm, let's see how it goes. Let's see the actual story part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, we've talked about before how I feel about changing established characters, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is exactly what I want: bring in a female character who is not just taking what's already there and changing it. They're bringing in a whole new character, and that's what I want to see. I want to see an original character from the ground up, with all of Marvel behind it, uh, and I want to see that do well. I think if they changed Thor, it would kind of be sending the message that he has to be a guy first for people to like him as a girl. That's the weirdest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. (laughs) And there's been weird things said in this podcast, usually by me about Zack Snyder. But that's beside the point. Um, You kind of are undermining my argument here, dude, because I actually had the opposite reaction. My feeling was this is exactly the wrong course. To go Well, I believe there's more legitimacy here because of Thor's background where we are talking about whoever wields the hammer. 
you know, so so it's not like they're just taking a character and changing the character for PR reasons or politically correct reasons. There's an actual, you know, there, there's there's background here that supports that Thor can be more than just the Norse god that we know. I accept that, and therefore it's a little bit more legitimate. But at the same time, part of me is still thinking, why not just create a completely separate character and go from there? Why does it have to be Thor's a girl now and all of this stuff where again it's not going to be about her it's again it's about Thor so on some way it's almost like the only way a woman can prove her strength is by emasculating a male character and taking that character's identity rather than can it just be another female character who's part of Thor's like Sif you know, I love Sif. I don't think Sif right. emasculates Thor. Sif is part of that Thor mythology, but is a great character. While I trust Jason Aaron, and I've trusted him all the way back since Scalped, I think Marvel and Disney, their PR departments are playing this up in exactly the wrong way. And I think the response that most of the geeks have had to this, I don't think it comes – well, I'm going to be try and be optimistic. I don't want to think that the geek community is full of misogynistic anti-women folks, though unfortunately there is that fringe element. But I think it's just a fringe element. I would hope that the real backlash is coming from just the obvious politically correct aspect of making – Thor a girl rather than, hey, it's a new character. As you said, it's a new character. It's somebody who's wielding the hammer. But the announcement just reeked of let's get a front page story on the USA Today. Let's put it on a view with female viewers. Let's just make it all politically correct. And I think geeks can see through that. And I think that's what the real problem was, or I'm hoping that's what the real problem is. I'm hoping, I'm trying not to be cynical, which is new for me because I'm Mr. Cynicism, but <laughs> I'm trying not to be cynical and think that it's just a bunch of guys who are like, there can't be a female Thor. There's no room for boobies with an Asgard. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it really is just, oh, come on, folks. This is so obvious, politically correct, just crap, you know? It, it may turn out well, but it's being advertised as this – it seems shallow. Thor is a girl now where it's just – that's not feminist to me. I, I can see where you're coming from, and I, I think we're both on the, on the same page. I just think that I'm giving them a little more leeway than you are because the, the way I see it is uh, instead of uh, Thor's a girl, they're making Thor a, 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 a title. Mm-hmm. It's, instead of a person, like for, for example, um, they changed Wally West black, right? Mm-hmm. So in Flash, and I feel like that's saying that the character had to be white first to be popular, and then they're going to change him black to make him a legitimate character. Mm-hmm. That he has to be white first in order for him to be legitimate. Whereas with Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Brian Michael Bendis introduced a a character of color as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's he's still Spider-Man, but it's a whole different character. And so I felt that that was more legitimate than changing what was already there into something else. So what you're saying is, and I agree with you. Somebody who's a, a huge Justice Society fan, they're making it a legacy situation. You know, I right. always heard like there's 
different flashes and there's different green lanterns and there's different this, but it's because of their legacy characters. They're carrying, they're, it's not the same person. It's the mantle that they're picking up and carrying forward. So you're looking at this from the point of view of Thor is now almost a mantle rather than yeah. individual character. And so therefore it's okay to have a different person in the, 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 not the character of Thor, but that, that role, so to speak. Right. Uh, some of the I- images that they released showed Thor today, or, or uh, uh, very soon as, as this series releases. Uh, you, you've read parts of God of Thunder where they show you old Thor and he's got mm. the metal arm, right? Which I love. But yes, awesome. Uh, in the, the Thor comic book, uh, in the background, uh, Loki from that time is trying to bring about that future. And so you had a promotional picture during this release of Thor, young Thor, present Thor, with a metal arm. Mm -hmm. So Thor, the person, isn't going away. We're still going to continue on with his story. But as far as, like, the Avengers and superheroes go, Thor is a girl. Mm. Okay. So it is very much passing the mantle. We'll still have Thor. Thor is still Thor. But now there's a woman who's going by Thor. Okay, I agree with that. And I, yeah, I like that. I like that idea. I think, and as I said, I trust Jason Aaron. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I'm willing to go. I, I, I concede the argument. No, um, <laughs> again, I just think that my worst fear is that this is going to be some sort of shallow publicity stunt to where the character isn't actually going to be able to develop very much. It's just there to you know, make Marvel look progressive and maybe sell a few extra copies, um, get, you know, get the company in the press, you know, on the front page of some newspapers, um, and then they'll shove it aside when the next Avengers movie comes out so that they can say, oh, Thor looks like Chris Hemsworth, you know. Um, hopefully they will develop this character. And I, I like that idea. I like the idea of Thor as a legacy rather than just an individual character. It's going to be confusing because for a whole generation, we've only – the whole generation of readers, it's really just been the Nordic god, Thor. Yeah. You know, all the stuff that you talk about, that's pre – what, pre-2000, pre-2000 maybe? Right. And for that's ancient history for a lot of – Believe it or not, that's ancient history for a lot of comic book readers today. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for them to sort of accept the sort of going back to the, the you know some of the earlier vision versions of the character. I just hope it's handled well. I think something about it being released on the View just. I think if it had been released through, say, comic book resources or any or us, Marvel is always free to contact us and give us an absolutely. Um, but if it had come through a legitimate, like us, um, comic book news source, I think it would have. I, I would have accepted it a bit more. The it just seemed like it was a bit of a media circus, and I wasn't a fan of that. And it, I will admit, that probably colored my interpretation of or my response. I should say to the to the actual announcement. I completely get that and I don't disagree. In fact if if you read the press release, I can see I, I can see that. This is they're definitely spinning this to, to try and get publicity. But I hope that 
I, I really, really, really hope that this is a step in the right for direction for Marvel. It's not all the way there. I mean, I'd like for them to, like you said, uh, create a whole new character, a new persona to bring up instead of, of piggybacking on the name of Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is a step in the right direction. And, and if they're going to be in the news like this and make these claims, then I think it's going to going to keep them uh, from just letting this be in the media for a couple months and then going back to status quo. Because in their press release, um, they're claiming, they're saying that uh, uh, Marvel Comics evolves once again, one of the most shocking and exciting changes ever to shake one of Marvel's big three. Uh, they'll be introducing all new Thor. And they're, they're, they're really, really playing on the fact that this is a female character. She's getting her own uh, title. Uh, they'll, they even mentioned that this will be the eighth title to feature a lead female protagonist in Marvel. Okay, I have a, a response, and I, I don't want to sidetrack this, but Thor is one of the big three? That's what Marvel say. They, they call uh, Captain, America, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. Oh, okay, so we're talking the Marvel Cinematic Universe big three. <laughs> <laughs> because the last time I checked, even as a DC guy and a Marvel outsider, Marvel's big three was Spider-Man, Captain America, and maybe like the Hulk or somebody that, on the, that line. If you look at their merchandise, it's Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Deadpool. <laughs> Actually, it's Wolverine, Wolverine, and Wolverine. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, you're, how can you have – okay, that's just – it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it's not because – I uh, don't think Chris Hemsworth is going to have a sex change. Well, or if he was a real actor. <laughs> if he was a method actor. <laughs> Downey would do it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, but as you mentioned before, uh, Jason Aaron will be writing and um, the art will be done by Russell Dowderman. Who uh, you were telling me right before we started recording, uh, you're a fan of uh, his current series that he's uh, he's drawing, Cyclops. Cyclops, yeah, yeah, it's just really good. I'm really enjoying it. I, I really like uh, Cyclops' dad, Corsair. Uh, he's always been one of my favorite characters out of Marvel, and I really enjoy uh, the the younger Cyclops and the way he's written. So uh, this is it's only got uh, two or three issues too, I think, uh, but I'm really enjoying it. So. So, all in all, I have to ask you, the internet response to this, was it on the level of Batfleck? I mean, what? how bad was it? I mean, did it get very ugly? Were there at least some voices of reason out there that you can point to to say that, you know, comic book geeks on Twitter aren't all evil? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, in fact, I didn't actually see anybody that, that I followed say – Anything bad towards it. it was people that were retweeting and, and articles I read that were that were showing uh, the backlash. Everybody that I talked to and pay attention to was totally on board. We all had this general really confused, uh, what the hell is going on? Why is <laughs> kind of Goldberg response. talking about Thor? <laughs> right. I, I retweeted somebody uh, earlier who was going, a woman Thor. What are the What are they thinking? Next, they're going to let women be lawyers and doctors and mothers. This is just getting out of hand. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but uh, there was uh, 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 one of the other guys that I do Guardians of the Galaxy with, Dan Payne. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, was retweeting stuff. Um, Agent M Ryan on the Marvel site was uh, was tweeting and talking about uh, guys. We just need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. They don't know where the start, where this goes. You start putting com- girls in the comic books. Next, they're gonna want in the comic shops. And you can't have uh, girls coming in the comic shops. Yeah, and if they start coming to the comic shops, next thing you know, they'll want to start writing them and drawing them themselves. Oh, and God, no. no, that's just that's just ridiculous. <laughs> next, they'll want to vote and wear pants. Ah, the world's coming to an end. I talk. <laughs> All in all, though, I think once I get the sort of the bad taste of the obvious PR stunt of the announcement out of my mouth, um, this could be a good story. I just hope that it's not something that is, oh, you mentioned this on a previous podcast, that when a character comes out of the closet as gay, and this may be a segue to our next story, by the way, but if a character comes out of the closet as gay, all too often that character's entire character. I mean, everything about that character becomes about being gay. Right. Uh, To a point to where you're sitting there and you're like, that's just not realistic. Uh, The dialogue gets horrible where there's something happening in the world, something horrible is going on, and the character's like, this reminds me of being closeted or something like that. (laughs) It's like suddenly it's a very special issue of so-and-so rather than just allowing the character to be, you know, a three-dimensional human being. Um, hopefully this Thor is a girl is just the publicity part of it, the actual production part of it, the actual creative part of it, uh, will be handled with a bit more dignity and allow the character to just, you know, be the character. Yeah. Well, I've never read anything by Jason Aaron. I didn't absolutely love. So that the production part, I'm, I'm not worried about. I can totally see where, where you'd have an issue with the pl- uh, publicity. Uh, I totally get that. And especially now that you've said something, I, I see a lot of that. So, uh, but yeah, I, I hope that they stick with it and make it legitimate. I hope that it doesn't turn into another uh, Green Lantern's gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we heard about. Uh, Alan Scott being gay, and then we haven't heard anything about. Th- I couldn't tell you anything else about the character now. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, he's gay, and I, I read that first one. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then I didn't pick it up again, and he hasn't made the news again. I don't know. Maybe if he went back into the closet, you know. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> the news would pick it up, and we learned something else about him. But uh, that's it. I think that you and I fully agree that um, the wrong Green Lantern was chosen to be gay. That's true. I've always said, and this isn't, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a whole other podcast. Don't even get me started. <laughs> we really need to do the Kyle <laughs> podcast. Uh, if you thought that I got angry at Zack Snyder, you ain't heard nothing yet when Lysmith starts talking about Kyle Rayner. This oh. man has been thrown off of websites. For, That's speaking, very true. for doing God's work and speaking the truth about Kyle Rayner. I have been thrown out of forums, blocked, uh, banned from forums for preaching the truth about Kyle Rayner. Speaking of God's work or God's, uh, God's truth, let's move on to our next story. <laughs> that may be the, the most sacrilegious po- uh, segue in history right there. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, Archie. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is an Archie Andrews update on the Geekin Podcast. 
What he could, two things that you never thought we'd be discussing on the Geekin podcast: Whoopi Goldberg hmm? and Archie <laughs> Andrews. <laughs> I don't have nothing against Whoopi. She's <laughs> nor do I, but it's just not. She doesn't normally make our playlist, you know. We'll we'll have to add that to the the schedule. We'll have to do a Whoopi Goldberg discussion podcast. <laughs> Or will we just need to like have a, a moment of Whoopi. Oh, that's a good title for it. But hey, I like it. <laughs> I like that a moment of Whoopi. In fact, when we just sort of cut and paste like a moment of wisdom from Whoopi, just sort of drop it right into the podcast in the most inopportune moments. <laughs> just sort of drop it right in there. Whoopi quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Archie Andrews made the news, and what is going? What? It's odd because in many ways I read this news story about an hour after I read the Thor is a girl news story. And my response was, man, Marvel is really subtle when they handle publicity. (laughs) Because those folks at Archie Andrews publishing or whatever company is currently publishing Andrew or uh, publishing Archie are probably the biggest media horrors in publishing right now. Because the only time I hear about Archie, it's like, he's getting married, he's doing this, he's murdering somebody, or what have you. It's always like, what happened to Riverdale, dude? It sounds like Los Angeles now. It's, <laughs> it's always Archie that that's the problem. I mean, you never hear about anybody else in the book. It's just Archie. I know. It's like Jughead ate too many hamburgers and died of a coronary, and, you know, uh, <laughs> Betty and Veronica are like, doing a reality show with the Kardashians. Oh. And Reggie, I don't know, somebody finally offed Reggie for being annoying. Moose finally got him. (laughs) But now it's time for Archie to... To go to the malt shop in the sky. To go to the malt (laughs) shop in the sky. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it was released today. Well, actually, this news is kind of Slightly old and slightly new, much like Archie Andrews himself. Um, I had heard about a month ago that Archie Andrews was going to die. Now, I'd give a little bit of backstory. Um, so apparently the the story that we're going to cover here has to do with a comic book that's being published called Life with Archie, which su- surprises me that Archie's even publishing comic books nowadays, because the only time I ever see Archie, it's in the digest form or the double digest. They're always sitting next to the bubble gum at the front of like Walmart, you know, on your way out, you know, you just sort of grab them as an impulse buy. But apparently they are still publishing comic books. And there's one comic called, I believe it's called Life with Archie. And it's essentially a um, sort of a what if, you know, we, we as comic book fans are familiar with the what if series. And it's a what if series dealing with Archie and everybody after they graduated from college and they're all in their 30s or 40s, basically. Um, and this has been the series that they've used to sort of tell some of their more controversial storylines. I had heard a couple months ago that the series was being canceled and that they were considering killing Archie at the end of the run, since this is sort of a what if after they grew up sort of thing. That wasn't the surprise. The surprise and the complete media whorish aspect of this is that Archie Andrews is going to die, die jumping in front of a bullet, to t- taking a bullet for his gay friend, Who's being assassinated? Assassinated. Assassinated. 
And I'm not even going to go there with a gay joke, by the way. I'm just not going to do that because I've already killed whatever credibility I have earlier today with, with the, the Thor Thor comments. <laughs> but yes, Archie is going to die ta- doing a swan dive and taking a bullet for a friend of his, apparently just to keep lathering on the media horishness here. The friend is apparently a combat veteran who was wounded in, I'm assuming, Iraq. And fell in, lo- and while recuperating in the hospital, fell in love with another male soldier. And he's also running for Senate on a gay rights campaign. And there's an attempt to kill him, and Archie jumps in front of the bullet. He's being assassinated for being gay. He's be- yes, he's being assassinated for being gay. Apparently, Riverdale is just really screwed up, is all I can think. And this is just... As I said, this made the view announcement seem perfectly normal. This is taking a character, and I have no problem with gay or anything like that. I will make fun and mock anybody and everybody. You know, <laughs> there's no no sacred cows for me, so I have no problem with anybody. But this is just taking a comic book character and making it just a, a platform po- for political stuff. There, 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 yeah. There's nothing storytelling here. This is just doing stuff to get awards from Glad, I think. There's there's nothing here that has to do with actual storytelling. It's just, let's, let's, well, I have, again, I have no problem killing off Archie. It's a what-if series anyways. But this is just made to be a headline. Yeah, I completely agree. This is, Wow. I mean, you can't get more political pandering. No, than I mean that. this is like this is like so political pandering that even Democrats, hardcore left-wing liberal Democrats, are like, "No, I don't believe that. I can't believe that." It's just <laughs> it's it's almost cartoony version. It it it's the kind of liberal democratic politics that people in the South think liberal Democrats are really like. <laughs> it's 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 just insane and. Obviously, the people at Archie Comics are publishing something with, I guess, an agenda. I mean, and there's no problem with that. They have a right to do that. But, and I guess this is why I wanted to sort of deal with these two stories together. At what point is the press release bigger than the actual content? At what point are they putting more thought in the press release than they are in the comic book that they're producing? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one thing to... Uh, make a statement to have something to say with your story. Which is great. But – right, right. Uh, yeah. I mean some of the best stories uh, come from that. But to make the story your statement. You know, it's like as you said, there's a difference between telling a story that opens people's eyes and just being pandering and making yourself feel better and then making right. – Telling a story just to either make yourself feel better or to make other people angry. It has nothing to do with actually trying to open people's eyes to, you know, whatever sort of rights issue you want to deal with, whether it's civil rights, you know, women's rights, gay rights, whatever it is. This just seems so cartoony, which is odd since we are talking about Archie, but it just seems so cartoony and over the top that. It, it's, it seems to undermine whatever it is that they're trying to say. 
Yeah, that's that's where the problem is. I mean, like I, like I said before, it's one thing to make a statement, but when you're doing it just to get a pat on the back, just to get attention, yes. it it totally undermines your original statement and everything that, that you wanted to, to talk about. I think you place. hit the nail on the head on that one. They're, they want a pat on the back is what they want. You know, they, they want to be seen as being progressive or what have you. But this sort of storyline, and again, we are judging it before seeing it. But then again, we are talking Archie comics. It's not exactly Shakespeare here, folks. You know, Archie <laughs> is usually a good gateway comic for six, seven, eight, and nine-year-olds into the comic book, you know, genre or, or format, I should say. Um, so I feel fine judging a book by its cover in this particular case. Um and crap, I just lost my train of thought, actually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never even thought of it that way. I mean, normally when I think of Archie, I think like probably old people read Archie. But you're right, it's, a, it's kind of a gateway comic for younger kids. So is that really an appropriate place to put the assassination of a gay uh, veteran? Oh, and speaking of which, have you seen the cover, by the way? It's I, I Archie lying on the ground, surrounded by Betty and Veronica, who, by the way, none of them have aged, which is shocking because they're all supposed to be like in their 30s or 40s at this point. They still look like teenagers. <laughs> so apparently, you know, th- they can't get the artist to actually draw them older. But anyways, it's Archie lying down, the main character surrounding him, and he's he's his shirt is covered in blood. Wow. It's, it's like my worst nightmare when I was seven. Uh, that's another good point. I mean – you can send a message and you can try to, you know, I mean, there's a great history in art and literature and, and, and even in comic books. I mean, you and I are huge uh, Green Lantern fans and Green Arrow fans. Well, Green, Lan- Green Lantern, Green Arrow in the early 70s was a wonderful comic book for pushing forward social issues. Um, you know, the hard traveling heroes. I mean, that's a, a right. that's a landmark comic book that was all about pushing social issues um, in front of the reader's knows so that they would have to face things. This does not seem to be that. This does seem to be nothing but pandering and trying to get people to say, oh, look how progressive you are. It's And at that point, I think you're actually going to get people to tune out rather than tune in. So it's defeating whatever purpose they claim to have, when in fact I think the real unspoken um, purpose is just to sell – comics you know when archie got married in the same series a couple years ago or what have you archie got married i don't know if he chose veronica or betty i didn't want to know i didn't want my childhood dream shattered so i I ignored whoever (laughs) it was but it sold a ton of copies like it it popped up into the top 10 uh for that month which is unheard of for archie which normally doesn't pop into the top 100 to be honest with you yeah but there's got to be better ways to do this. At this point, Archie's just – it's becoming a joke. If I were to tell you, hey, there's a comic book coming out in which Archie, An- Archie Andrews dies jumping in front of a bullet to save his gay best friend who's a gay combat – wounded combat veteran who's running for senator, you'd think it was a skit on Saturday Night Live. I don't think you said gay enough. I don't enough. think I said gay enough, and I don't think they said gay enough in the, in the actual uh, press release. But it sounds like a skit. It sounds like a joke. Yeah. And obviously I haven't read the book, but all I, I mean, listening to this and reading the, the press release and everything, I can only imagine the best friend slash veteran slash uh, politician 
is going to talk about being gay the whole time. It'd be like, crap, four panels, and I haven't I'm said gay. gay. I haven't said gay. <laughs> they even talked about how, um, and it was our, the article that we're going to link, or it was another article I read today, um, that when the character was introduced, they received some bad, you know, there are idiots out there who are like, oh, I don't want to see gay people. Um, you know, they got some response from that. And their their response to the negative response was in the very next issue that was put out, have the gay character like kissing his boyfriend. <gasps> I know, my gosh. But it They got gay all they over got the comic gay book. All over Archie. <laughs> and not even with Reggie, which is what everyone thought it was gonna be. Or Jughead. Everyone thought Jughead was like the butch, you know? <laughs> the real broke back mountain was Archie and Jughead, Jughead. Th- that, those hamburgers that Jughead was eating were a metaphor. Oh. <laughs> Saying he just wanted a great big piece of meat. Anyways, um, don't worry. I've already offended everyone on this. I'm fine at this point. But it just it just seems so over the top and silly. That whatever yeah. good message they're trying to send. And again, I'm such a nice person. I want to. <laughs> I want to see the positive in everybody here. I want to think that the publishers of Archie are trying to make a, you know, a statement, sort of like comics in the 50s and 60s tried to make some statements about, you know, the racial situation. And comics in the 70s and 80s tried to make statements on the gender situation. You know, comics have always been a good forum uh, to put forward, you know, problems because we're dealing with characters who always fight for the underdogs. That's what they right. do. So it's a wonderful forum to put forward uh, issues where there are groups of people who are the underdogs, who are not being treated properly. And so there's a great tradition in comic books for that. This takes that tradition and just throws it on the ground, stomps on it, uses it as toilet paper, just completely blows it out of the water and turns it from tradition into caricature, into comedy, into camp. I think that to, to sum up, to have our moment of whoopee, if you will, <laughs> our, our, our important thoughts. I think Blysmith, I can you'll agree with me. We have no problem with trying to get women into comics and having sort of you know certainly having the view talk about comics is a great thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's one it's good, just to remind people, hey, there are comic books still being printed. Uh, so that's a good thing. And having Archie deal with some serious societal issues and being about more than just, oh, darn that Reggie or look at Betty and Veronica fighting over Archie or, or whatever these little stories that we grew up with and thought were funny when we were six or seven. You know, it's good that Archie's dealing with societal issues. These are good things. But I, I think my concern and maybe your concern is that let's not make the PR and the attempt to get their names on the papers start driving the stories. Yeah. We think we're both pretty confident with Jason Aaron on Thor that despite sort of the, a little bit of heavy handed Thor is a girl aspect, that it's going to be a good story. You got a storyteller who's way too good there to just mail it in. Archie. Eh, I, you'd have to have fricking Shakespeare writing that comic to make that concept work. Yeah. I mean, that what, that headline, you know, of Archie Andrews being assassinated 
uh, Archie Andrews dying, jumping in front of the bullet of an assassin, trying to kill his gay combat veteran who's running for senator. It's just so many cliches. You would have to have a brilliant writer to make that work. So I think it's safe to say that's probably just going to be a piece of propaganda, for lack of a better term. Comics are better than that, and they should be better than that. I I have hope with Thor. Archie, shame on you. Not because of the gay thing, whatever. Uh, just telling a story to get on the front page of the USA Today. That that bothers me. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Alright, so I think that's it for this week. The kick-ass music at the beginning end of the podcast is Big Damn Heroes, and you can find out more about them at facebook.com slash bigdamnheroesband. And you can always hit us up at facebook.com slash geekinpodcast, and feel free to follow us at twitter.com slash geekinpodcast. And of course, the address for the blog is geekinpodcast.blogspot.com. We'll be seeing you soon. 